Yes, and we are back for another week. It's episode 16, Echoes from the Void. We live! It's been a week, man. Everything is... I don't know, man, it's been crazy, it's it's been a crazy time of late, you know, Um, yeah, like, so, like, you know what I mean, I'm out, I'm always doing shit, you know what I mean, like, because, what else are you gonna do, man, you know what I mean, it's about, yo, you're keeping busy, man, it's about living life, it's not about... You know what I mean? Having regrets and thinking to yourself, I wish I had done that. You know what I mean? Why didn't I go to that? Yo, that would have been fun. You know what I mean? Any of that shit. Like some of my people, you know what I mean? They've moved out of London. And then, you know what I mean? They say, yo, I didn't actually go out to that stuff while I was there. Now I wish I had. You know what I mean? I'm not, that's not how I want to be, man. So, yeah. And, Going out, it keeps the mind busy, you know what I mean? You're you're kind of learning stuff, you're seeing stuff, and you're not just ruminating about all that crazy shit that's going on, you know what I mean, in the head. So, you know what I mean, I'm doing that, but god damn it, people, ain't sleeping for shit. It's just like three hours a night right now, you know what I mean? It's just like, woo. Just trying different things and nothing's working. But hey ho, what can you do, man? What can you do? But um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But you know, you know, it's it's just like <laughs> so. On Friday, um, I had tickets for this new circus fest thing that's happening in um Camden. And so I, yo, I, I, I hollered at my boy Peter, and we thought, yeah, let's go check this out. It was one of the worst organized things. Oh my god, it was terrible. It was just ridiculous. So we got there, and like on the the information they sent through, it's just like, yeah, you know, the the night starts at nine o'clock. So we're like, okay, so we got there for nine o'clock. Um, talk to people on the door like yo so what's the what's the deal what's happening tonight they're like oh yeah nothing's starting until 10 o'clock and then um it's all happening in this big hall here so we're like okay fine so we went and we we sat and chilled you know what i mean to be honest i was just i was in a bit of a funky mood you know what i mean it's like it's just you know not sleeping just my leg is killing me right now, I know, I talk about it every week, but this shit is ridiculous, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was gonna hurt for so long, I don't know what's wrong with me, you know, I, you know when you think about it, Getting your leg trapped between a train and a friggin' platform, of course that shit's gonna hurt. 
You know what I mean? You, you just seriously fucked up the leg. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, the hospital was surprised I didn't break and dislocate the shit. So, yeah, of course it's going to hurt. But then, like, so, you know, when you think about it logically, you're like, okay, yeah, shit's going to hurt. But, you know, one, what you, when you see the leg, like, at the beginning, the bruising was ridiculous. Ridiculous! It was all different colours, you know what I mean? It was so swollen, it was insane. Um, so the sw- a lot of the swelling went down, the bruising went, so you're like, oh, shit must be fine now. No, no, it's not the case. So, you know, I've just been popping tablets, um, which I'll get onto shortly. But yeah, so you're thinking, but, you know, it just... Start it just bugs the hell out of you. So I'm just a bit like, ugh, you know, and 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 Pete's just talking, you know, trying to keep things flowing, and I'm talking and shit, but I'm just not feeling it, you know what I mean? But so ten o'clock comes, and we go to go to the hall, and first of all they're like, yo yo yo, where are you going? And we're like, yeah, we're on the list, man. What are you talking about? We're here for the crazy circus shit, and they're like. Oh, that's that's done. And we're like, wait, what? They're like, oh yeah, that started at eight o'clock. We're like, what the hell are you talking about? We asked you and you said ten. They're like, oh, um, well, there's like a disco, and and then they start playing all this cheesy bullshit music, and we're just like, it's one of those when you just look at each other and just like, yeah, I'm out, I'm done. So there, that was our. Our fun night out at the fucking circus. Whew. It was a bust, people. Trust me. And because of that, I'm not really feeling to go back. Maybe I do. But right now, there's too much other shit that I can be doing on a Friday night. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of done with that. But yeah, but yes, let me, so the crazy thing, so, you know what I mean, so I, I, I went to the doctors to do about this, this crazy ass pain in my leg, and so, um, and, and so I said, look, it, it's ridiculous, can you do something, and um, yeah, the, the, the consultant was just like, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll subscribe you this drug, and it will sort everything out, so I'm like, thank you, finally, awesome, so I'm, I'm, I'm popping this shit, and, um, they're like, you, you know, probably take it at night, because it will make you drowsy, um, yeah, it doesn't, I'm still three hours, it, it did nothing to improve my sleep, which I was kind of hoping it, you know, if, if someone tells you shit's gonna make you drowsy, gonna make you tired, you're thinking, okay, I'm finally gonna get sleep, no, did nothing, did nothing, but it did help with a lot of the pain, so, you know what I mean, the constant pain, it took that down, but now it's just like you know when you walk for a period of time when you do steps there's still pain you know what i mean that that's going to hurt there's, there's no getting rid of that shit but at least a lot of the pain had gone so i'm like okay cool thank god but i but i'm kind of noticing that i'm 
kind of getting some crazy ass thoughts, you know what I mean, I'm just like, ugh, what's going on in the world, you know what I mean, why are we here, you know what I mean, what's the point in life, man, what's the point in life, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I thinking all this crazy ass shit, what what's going wrong with me? And you know, I'm I'm feeling myself kind of just feel just ridiculously just low. I'm just feeling funky all the time. So I'm like, um, huh? What's going? So I'm like, yo, what what's the side effects of these tablets? So I do a little Google. Yeah. So my man at the hospital he's prescribed me these ridiculous antidepressants that yes one of the benefits of them they help with pain but a side effect is suicidal thoughts and i'm thinking to myself you'd think you would be notified of that you'd think they'd say listen we're gonna subscribe you with these tablets they will help with the pain but be careful a side effect is you might want to jump off a building but nothing nothing at all so i'm just like i better you know i need to get off this shit so yeah I, 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 so I called them. I call up my local doctors. I'm just like, yo, I'm. On, I need to speak to someone. I need some pain relief tablets. I'm on this shit right now. That's making me think all this craziness. So I need to change them. And they're like, um, well, yo, I don't know. Yo, get someone to give you a call. They forget to call me. I'm like, what, what's going on here? So I finally get them to get to see them the next day. Uh, but the the you know the doctor I saw, she was incredible. She was just ridiculously helpful. Hooked me up with some new tablets, and the crazy thoughts have gone away, thankfully. But um. Yeah, luckily this this new this new thing is it, is similar. So it, it, it you know as I said, it's like it's helped with the with the serious ridiculous pain, but you, you know, and there's still the um walking upstairs shit. There's still the if you walk for longer than twenty minutes, shit's gonna start hurting. But at least the constant throbbing has died down. Uh, which which is definitely good, but um, yeah, how crazy is that, right? <laughs> exactly, but um, you know what? You haven't come here to hear me rambling on, so let 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 let's let's talk a little, let's talk a little dish shit, right? Huh? You want you want to find out some of this crazy shit that's been going on in the rap world? Hmm. It's funny, ever since Eminem's surprise album, Kamikaze, came out, there, like, the talk hasn't been about, you know, the ill beats, the crazy lyrics, anything like that. All the talk has just been controversy, you know what I mean? It's, it's been about all the disses, it, 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 you know, and, and things like that, which, you know... The people say all press is good press, 
But, you know, for, for M, this can't be what he wanted. You know what I mean? It's like when you think other albums have dropped, people have been commending people. Like, yo, when, you know, the, the Jay-Z Beyonce album came out, everyone was talking about, yo, these two great people have created this great piece of work together. You know, they're talking about, yo, how sick was the video shot in the Louvre? They're talking, you know, about, Beyonce's wordplay, yeah, it it was all good talk, but this M's talk, it's just not that, and yeah, this can't be what he planned. This can't be what he wanted. You know what I mean? It's just like so. The newest controversy is about homophobic slurs that he threw at Tyler the Creator. Um, and he regrets that. So this is the crazy thing. So on the track full, he he you know he calls Tyler. He calls Tyler a fag. You know what I mean. And now recently, he's kind of he's come out and he said, um, I felt. Like this might be too far. You know what I mean? So before the album dropped, he was a bit like, yeah, you know, I he was on a quest to hurt Tyler. Um, so you know, he threw out the word and he was going back and forth whether or not to include it. But this is the crazy thing is though It's a bit like look You put the album out So you drop the album So it's down to you For what was within the album If you thought You know what Maybe I shouldn't use that term Then don't use the term you know what I mean? Don't use it. So, But what is the point in coming out after the fact and going... <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel kind of bad about saying that, you know? Oh, maybe I shouldn't. I, I, I always just thought to myself, maybe I was going a little too far? I don't know. Hmm... Just seems like a redundant thing it, it, You know it, It's just like Look you did it Now just live with it You know what I mean Are you going to Like re-record the track Take that out So then all new releases Of the album Have a different version on it Are you going to do that No you're not going to do that So why even bother if you, you know what I mean, if you wanted to do anything, just come out and go, look, you know what, I apologise for what I said, I'm an ass. you know what I mean, I'm not homophobic, I was just angry and I said words and I feel foolish, you know, the album's out now so I can't take it back, I feel like a fool, I apologise Tyler, um, blah, 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 you know what I mean, but even that, 
you know that would have just been lip service, which this is. So it's all rather pointless. You know what I mean? Look, we do things and we have to live by our actions. You know what I mean? Like, all you can do now is, is, is learn going forward. Be like, you know what? I need to think about the words that come out of my mouth more. I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be acting like a fool. So just, you know what I mean? Like, just think, man. Think. That's all you need to do. You know, like, or if you really think there's nothing wrong, just keep your mouth shut. There's no point sending out fake ass smoke signals if that's not what you feel in your heart because everyone can see that you're fake. So pick a line and walk it, man. That's what you need to do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to apologize for things that I did that I feel were just. Do you know what I mean? I've done a whole heap of shit. And I stand by everything. You know what I mean? Like the shit that I felt was wrong. Yeah, I'm, I, I apologized in the moment. You know what I mean? Straight away, you'd be like, yo, you know what? That was foolish. Can't take it back, but I kind of regret doing that shit. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. So whatever comes from this, yeah, I'm going to live with it. You know what I mean? That's all you can do. That's what I do. Like, um, I don't know. Because, I, look, as I said last week, his album's very up and down. Like, he's clinging to too much old shit. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. He's like throwing disses at all these people, but it wasn't it wasn't really in a smart way. It's just like I'm I wanna make some noise, so I'm gonna do all of this. I'm going to everyone. It was just crazy. It was crazy. And um you know, like I have to say, like from from all of this stuff. There was a response, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, did did has anyone heard this? Oh my God, Ronnie! Hey, somebody grab some clippers. This fucking beard is weird. Talk, talk from a rapper paying millions for security a year. Yeah. So, MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. Came back with Rap Devil And that was His response To M's diss on him On Kamikaze On yeah On on the track Not Alike Featuring Royce the 5'9 And You know right As it look That Not Alike It was You know the beat was just A bit tired it was a bit sloppy and rap devil is serious man you know what I mean? it, it's a serious track like kelly came at him hard and i like the beat the flow is good yo th- this is yeah some serious shit it's like m 
M came back at him. M M M did a a new sh- a new response called Kill Shot. You sound like a bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Your fans become your haters. You done? Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night I left hickeys on her neck. Wait, you just dissed me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in a line, compliment me on the next damn. Yeah, um, I don't know about kill shot. That, that, th- th- this is the thing. It just, again, it seems a bit sloppy. Like, the beat is just... It's so tired. It's a tired-ass beat. It's boring. It's dull. So dull. And, look, you've got a diss on, on Kelly. But you start off talking shit about Rihanna. It's a bit like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, it's all... Like, this track is all over the place. It's just weird. It's not got... There's no fire behind it. When you think of classic battles, the track's got fire in it. You know what I mean? Like, LL Cool J. Like, who shot ya? You know what I mean? Common. Like, the, um, you know... I forget the name of the track Like, um, I used to love her Um, you know, like Aoife Uh, just like All those tracks, they have Fire in them You can feel that intensity You, you know what I mean, you can feel The anger, the venom This It just comes off A little bit petulant You know, there's no there's no like tempo there's no ferocity there's no like i'm not if i shut my eyes the picture i'm seeing is just someone standing around with their hands in their pocket just like oh, la di da di da you know what i mean is 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 kind of like the it, charlie brown is basically the equivalent of um, Lucy's pulled the ball away Ch- Charlie went to kick it He feels like a fool And he's got his head down And it's just like Ah oh, shucksh That's what this is Oh shucksh God damn it. it It's just not what you want Not what you want And it just kind of sums up where M's going right now You know what I mean Kamikaze could have been something But it was just a bit All over the place It was a, just a bit haphazard A bit lazy Kind of dull And this response Kind of dull So you got to say right now Kelly's taking it Rap Devil Toasted him man Like People, if if you feel differently, you know what I mean. If you have something to say on this, if you feel differently, if you think yo your boy Polar is wrong, if you think K Nice don't know what he's talking about, if you think Trauma One has got it all twisted, 
Yo, let me know, man. You know what I mean? Drop me a comment. Yo, hit me up on Twitter. I mean, leave a voicemail on the Anchor app. But frankly, right now, I'm calling it MGK1 Eminem Neil. What? So last week, there was the annual um, Big Apple event that took place. And this year, there wasn't any new technology as such. But there were refinements to existing tech that we have. And... Basically redesigns of that tech So, you know, we there, there was the new series for iWatch um, And it's kind of interesting Like, you know, in, when the first iWatch first came out I, I did wonder about it But over the years, you've seen the kind of development of it And, um, you know, I know people that have them So... I am thinking about jumping to a to a, an Apple Watch once my um Fitbit is dead just because I'm having problems with the straps and I, and things like that you know it's the screen is small so it's hard for me to kind of really take advantage of it because I can't really see it um so yeah, I'm I'm you know, I'm thinking about it and like with all the new features on the new um the new watch, it's like whoa. Like now there's um a heart rate alarm. So if your heart rate um if there's any issues with it, you get an alert to let you know, which is like whoa, that's kind of crazy. If your heart foot heart rate you know that heartbeat falls to a really low level you get an alert um and your um well and also if it's a regular if it's an irregular beat you get an alert there's a there's a new system on the watch that lets you do an ECG which is just Kind of crazy really You know when you think that usually you had to go to the hospital To get that done Now your Apple Watch will let you do that That's kind of crazy Um, Like I think the information can get sent straight to the hospital Which is just You know something else It's like we're, we're really stepping into the future with this shit You know what I mean And there's also a fall feature So if you fall over Your watch Will know you've fallen over And if you Stay on the ground For I think A minute Longer than a minute It will make a call directly To the local hospital And to your um, uh, Your Your, your uh, your contact, your your 
emergency contact. That's what I was trying to think of. What the hell do you call that person that you, 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 you're meant to call in emergencies? Well, um, yeah, that would be emergency contact, dumbass. God damn it. Right. So, yes, it will place a call to the hospital and your emergency contact. Which is just, yeah. So imagine, like in the past, Granny has fallen over. You've gone to visit the next day, found she's on the floor in the kitchen. You know what I mean? You rush her to hospital, but it's touch and go. But she's just spent like over eight hours lying on the cold floor. Now, if Granny falls over, boom, the watch will alert you and alert her local hospital. How crazy is that that's insane that's just like you know what I mean you just think whoa that that's something to have like imagine if i had that on my watch when my ass fell over at waterloo station and i'm trapped between a friggin train and the platform and i can't walk for shit straight away no one we even need to have got the people at the station, the alert would have gone to the hospital and an ambulance would have come and fixed me up sooner than it did. Which is just, you can't knock that, right? Right? It's crazy, man. And the watch will have a, um, I think it's got a 12 hour battery. So yeah, I guess that's not too bad. You know what I mean? If you're charging all the time, you know, you you got to charge with you and shit. So, like, a 12-year... I think that's a 12-hour battery if you're constantly using, like, using the features, for making phone calls, uh, and listening to music on it and that kind of thing. So, yeah, so it kind of sounds crazy. Um, The next thing they announced was the iPhone XS. Okay. So that is um this is the 5.8 size screen 5.8 inches right um now it comes with a super retina oled screen um it's got a 1 terabyte memory and it's now got a feature called eSIM so you can have two phone numbers so if you're you know what i mean you work for yourself you can now have like your normal number and a work number or you can have your mobile no- line and say like a home line which just sounds crazy like and you know when the phone call comes it will show you which line it's calling which just sounds like that doesn't sound like a bad feature I mean, you like if it costs like you know an extra fifty pounds, you might not want to do it, depending on you know your finances and stuff. But hey, if that is a free feature, or you know it's only like an extra pound or, or, or something, hey, that could definitely be worth you doing, you know. And on top of that, they've launched an iPhone XS Max version. Which is a 6.5 inch screen. So it's even bigger than the normal big, like, big phone. So you, you know what I mean? So you've got the Max, 
like your your large version i'm using the um the 7s um the the large 7 right so now the the max is bigger than that so yo that shit would be perfect for me you know what i mean so if you've got like bad eyesight yo the max is a giant screen man so you you know what i mean everything will be a lot bigger easier to see yeah if you play games you know it will be a bigger screen if you want to like do sound editing picture editing on the go of course that's going to be better for you so boom you know what i mean the phones sound good and on top of that there's another um phone there's an iphone 10r so this is like the the budget version of the iphone 10 um so this one comes it's it's not got a, an oled screen it's got a liquid retina display which is in an lcd format um it's a 6.1 inch screen uh it comes in like six colors instead of um like the 3d touch it's got a, a hectic touch um but it still comes with face recognition um and all that other stuff it's only got a you know the um the xs has the you know the dual cameras that come on the current iphone 10 but this the you know the 10r it's only got a single camera but they've included algorithm algorithm algorithms and technology that add the depth and the the other benefits of the dual camera to the picture um after you've taken it which is you know that's not bad right and it is an hour and a half it's got an hour and a half more battery than the current iphone 8 so basically the it what you know you could draw um assumptions from this is that the old version of the iphone you know your current iphone 7 and 8 that model will get phased out over the coming years and all that will be available probably will be the new model um the new design that is the iphone 10 and so the iPhone 10R is the more affordable budgeted version of that. But you know, it looks sleek, it looks nice, and it's bigger than the current iPhone 8, 7, you know, so you can't really knock it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean Look, that's just a quick little overview of what's, you know, what went down at the um, Apple event. You know, if you want a more up, to, you know, up to date technology 
breakdown of every single thing you know you know where to find that information you can go to the apple website there's other podcasts that will do that that you know people that know all that information i'm just giving you a little overview you know what i mean it's because you know you know what this is this is your one-stop shop for all the important news and stuff and the crazy shit that's just floating around my mind man so hey this is all you need man this is all you need so you're welcome So it was another year, and that means another trip to uh, the Forward Prize for Poetry Ceremony at the um, Southbank Centre. This year it was um, in the Queen Elizabeth Hall, so that was, yeah, that was nice, you know. Like the, um, yeah, Royal Festival is very cool and everything like that, but the Queen Elizabeth Hall is all new and shiny and shit, so yeah, it's, it's nice going to things there. But um, yeah. So this year, um, like the the um, the awards were presented by Chris McCabe and Bidisha. Um, they're both um poets, and so there was um, the three different categories: the shortlist for best collection, which was the main the big main prize but then you also had the shortlist for best first collection and the shortlist for best single poem um and so you know i'll what i'll do i'll break down the different categories um say who i felt should have who i liked and then i'll tell you who won each so for the the first the first prize that was awarded was for the best single poem and the prize is a thousand pounds so there was fiona benson um and her poem was called ruins liz berry um hers was the republic of motherhood um then you had samita chaka Chakraborty, um, hers was the death demands a labor and death demands a labor. Sorry, then you had Jory Graham, hers was tree, and then Will Harris with say. Um, you know, I think I didn't dislike any of these poems. I thought they were all all good. My favourite ones, though, were from um, Samitra and Jory Graham. I I think it's just like the bit the, the the thing with poetry is it's just like you know being able to shut your eyes and just being transported somewhere. You know, just visualizing what people were saying. And with those two poets, I really had a picture painted for me. Like, um, Liz Berry's was... Liz Berry's poem was good. But I feel the only issue was... It's just in the delivery, which wasn't bad, but she was very quiet. And so it was a bit harder to hear. Um, Yeah, so... 
you know, those were the two that I really liked. Um, I'd out of the two, I probably would have said Jory Graham. I would have put her up for winning. But the winner of the prize was Liz Berry with the Republic of Motherhood. Um, so yeah, not you know, even though she wasn't my top two, yeah, as I said, look, she was good, and it was just the delivery that I felt held her back in my you know from from my own uh judgment you know um obviously not from the judges because she won <laughs> next up was the Felix Dennis Dennis prize for best first collection and the prize money for this one was 5000 so um yeah Things are getting a little tastier. So, um, for this one, there was Kavar Akbar with Calling a Wolf a Wolf, Abigail Parry, uh, and hers was Jinx, Phoebe Power, Shrines of Upper Austria, um, then Shivina Ramlakan. Everyone knows I am a hunting, and then Richard Scott Soho. Like with these ones, um, I really liked uh, Kavar, Akbar, and Abigail Parry's poems, and um, Shavina Ramlakan's. Wasn't bad either. Um, like, the crazy thing was, like, um, Kavar Akbar was, I mean, he, he, he really did sum up the, um, the typical kind of poet, uh, you know, he was, he was very kind of throwing himself into the delivery and arms all over and funny, quirky movements and everything like that, um, it, you know, but that, that did kind of impact his delivery because it was all kind of over the place with the pitch and everything like that but the poem itself was very good um and the same with Abigail Parry Shavina's wasn't bad but again it was just the delivery that was the main issue with this one I couldn't really get on with Phoebe Powers or Scott or Richard Scott's though um, but the winner of this one was Phoebe Power. So again, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, then the last of the evening was the forward prize for best collection, and yo prize money ten thousand buckaroos. So not bad at all, right? Um, so, uh, this one we had Vana Capolido with Venus as a bear, J.O. Morgan with Assurances, Toby Martinez de las Rivas with Black Sun, um, Denise Smith with Don't Call Us Dead, and Tracy K. Smith with Wade in the Water. Um, this, you know, for this last prize, 
everyone I thought was very good like really really good I think out of them my my standouts were probably J.O. Morgan really good delivery he he really did deliver that well um Denise Smith who are ah, probably best delivery of the night just killed it really painted that picture for you really immersed you in like he his imagery uh, it was it was really good and then Tracy K Smith hers again very very well delivered really atmospheric um you really did feel you know what she was saying and um and the winner and this and and you know I've after as I said look he's was the best delivery of the night and so it's Denise Smith and that was the only one the only one that I kind of got right was I was sitting there thinking I'd give it to Denise Smith I don't know who did it and yo he won and yeah, and then when he came back, he did another poem, and that again really highlighted his talent because yeah, killed it, killed it with the um with the encore delivery. So um yeah, it was a a, a very fun night. Um, enjoyed the poems, and it was great. I like I would probably like to check out some of the collections. I don't know if they're on Audible though, so, you know, I I think it's something to look into, but, people, if, if you, if you're into poetry, and you do want to check some stuff out, yeah, I, I highly recommend, um, like, I think you can order from the Forward Prize's website, so I'd say go do that, otherwise, yeah, go to your local bookshop, like Amazon, whatever, and then, and grab collections from Denise Smith, Tracy K. Smith, like um J.O. Morgan, like, yeah, definitely, Abigail Parry, Kavar Akbar, um, Fiona Benson, Jure Graham, like, yeah, I would grab any of those, because they were very, very good, um, but then, you know, I think the Full Prize put out a book that gives you, like, poems from everyone, so, yeah, that's probably your, your gateway drug to it, you know what I mean, just grab that, check it out, it was, you know, and, yo, go to the Forward Prize, if you're in London, go to the ceremony next year, because it's, it's just, it's great, it's fun, and, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, like, seeing it, like, going to something like this, it's, like, a complete 180 from going to, like, an open mic night, and, and, a, and a lot of comedy stuff, because I feel like, on a night like this, everyone is kind of rooting for anyone on stage, you know, they want them to do well, they're clapping, they're encouraging, and that's just nice to see, you know, but it's like, you go to an open mic night, people, yo, like, 
it's weird. Sometimes people seem like they do not want to laugh. So they are not going to laugh at your jokes. Or they want to find issues with your jokes. You know, they want to be... Um, yeah, they want to be victimised, they want to be indignant with the shit you're saying, or, like, people just be like, well, I'm only coming for this person, so I'm not laughing at anyone else, and it's really weird, you know what I mean, and and so when you go to a different night, and, and you see a different kind of audience, you're just like, shit, why the fuck can't, like, you know, the, the, this comedy shit be like this, but... I don't know, hey-ho, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, it was, yeah, just a a good night out, man, it was a good night of, um, some great poetry, so, as I said, yeah, check out this shit, man, go, you know, I mean, go, if, if, if you can't remember anything that I'm saying, just go to the Forward Prize website, and you'll have a list of everyone that was performing and there the names of their collections and the publishers and you go check out the books man for real so last week i um literally the day i posted the podcast I had a chance to go and see the electric lady herself, Janae Monet, in concert at the Roundhouse Theatre, which, oh my god, it was incredible, it, it was so much fun, um, I think it's like, you know, sometimes you, you, you know, you like people, but when you go to see them live, they it doesn't live up to what you heard, the persona you heard on like CD or or um you know your your um digital stream whatever. Um, so it's always like just great when you know what you've heard, what you've perceived is, you know, personified in that live performance, and then taken to an even greater level, and that is what happened, you know, like, it was just a fantastic gig, you know, from beginning to the end, it was just vibrant, it was just energetic, it was just live, you know, she just brought it 100%, every moment, and, um, yeah, it it was just something to see, you know, um, like, all the songs were playing, you know, she, like, just killed it with, with just everything that she did, you know, it, it just, like, all all the big ones that you want to hear, you know, they were, they were there, and, um, she, yeah, she she was just so vibrant on the stage, just like talking, and you know, I think I think sometimes people want to express a message, 
you know, like at their gigs. Like I, I remember seeing Radiohead and Tom York was talking about issues in um, Tibet and everyone was switched off to it. Like no one cared, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I remember seeing Stevie Wonder one of the times I saw him and he was definitely preaching, you know, the Bible a lot and stuff like that and that seemed to detract from the gig itself, you know, but Janae, she was expressing, um, I think it, it was just like she was expressing a need for love and openness throughout the gig you know, she she was kind of embracing the LGBT community, and, and you know, and her, and herself as part of that, and like it all kind of fit with the music, with the messages that she's singing and and what she's doing. You know, it didn't detract, which was the thing. It wasn't oppressive in the way she was carrying herself. So. Yeah, just loved it, man. Like, everyone in the place was just energised, you know. Everyone was just ready for this performance and just loving it. And, and like, all the hits were, were being played. Um, so that was just great, man. Everything from the android to, you know, to Electric Lady and then Dirty Computer. She just covered the full spectrum. Um, and, yo, one of my favourite tracks, you know what I mean, was covered. Like, Miguel was in, in, in the spot, but, yo, it's still, you know what I mean, prime time is still the joint. Man, um, you know, the, the only thing was, so I, I was meant to go to the gig with a friend, but they bailed at the last minute, so it's a bit like, eh, fuck it. So I went, you know what I mean? I, I can ride alone, man. I do it all the time. So I, I went, um, I got the tickets a while back. So I'd, um, I'd got standing tickets too. So, you know what I mean? So it was ages before I fucked up my leg. Um, you know, because you're just thinking, yo, I just want to jam, man, you know what I mean, so, I, you know what I mean, I got there, I'd taken, I'd like, you know what I mean, popped a lot of meds before I got to the gig, um, but you're standing up for like, you know, all that time, oh, I, I, I tell you, uh, by the end of it, I, I wasn't sure I could walk, my leg was killing me so much, I'm just like, I'm totally over this bullshit now, leg, you better sort yourself out, you know what I mean, like, the fucking swelling is still there, I'm just like, serious, man, but yeah, so, leg was killing me, um, and also, you know what I mean, it's just like, the thing I forget, like, sometimes, like, there's certain things that you do all the time, you know, and places you go all the time, so when you go on your own, it's cool, you know what I mean, um, 
But going to gigs, I forgot the difficulty of going to gigs on your own. Because as soon as it's all dark and shit, can't see a thing. Can't see a thing. So moving around the place is just basically impossible. Like I'm just standing there and then at one point I'm thinking, man, I could probably go with Lou. And then I think, I don't know. A, I don't know where the fuck it is. B, I don't know where the fuck I am. I can't see anyone around me, but I know loads of people around me. So I'm just like, I can't move, man. So I'm just stuck in that one spot. Just like, ugh, god damn it. And then so when the gig finished, I'm just waiting a while for the lights to come on so I can actually see what the fuck is around me. So that was just like, God damn it, I forgot about this shit, man. But um but it, it didn't detract from the gig. It was it was fantastic, man. It was great. It was such a fun night out. Um yeah, and finally got to see Janelle Monet, which is incredible. You know, like I I think before Dirty Computer came out, I was wondering what she was, you know, where she was going to go with her career because you know, the first two albums were were great, you know what I mean? Critically acclaimed, big buzz around them and everything like that. But she's recently, she's been acting a lot, you know? She was in Hidden Figures. Um, she was fantastic in Moonlight, you know? Um, so it's a bit like, oh, is she going to concentrate on, on acting now? Or is the music going to slow down? So it was great to see the music. And also, it was just like, as I said, man, she was talking a lot. She was very open at the gig. And it was interesting because she doesn't really talk that much about herself, you know, her sexuality or anything like that. So you know, in the gig, she was very open about these things, and yeah, it was just, it was interesting, it was good to see, you know what I mean, it just really, as I said, look, it helped with the vibe, it created that atmosphere, that kind of free openness in the place, so, um, yeah, if you get a chance to see Janelle Monet, yo, you need to grab that shit, because you're gonna have a fun-ass time, for real, a fun-ass time, people, you heard it from the K-Man himself, so take that to the bank, for real. So, I managed to get tickets to go and see the UK premiere of A Simple Truth um, at the BFI on uh, Monday night, and... Yeah, I you know what, I didn't really know too much about the film. Um, you know, I I kind of I saw who was involved in the film, like Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick. It was a Paul Fig film. Henry Golden was in it. And I was like, okay, so it's got good people in it. So why not? Yeah, fuck it. I'll go. Let, let me go to this. Um, and, and you know, the storyline is basically a woman seeks to uncover the truth behind the disappearance of her best friend. So I do like a good thriller. And that's what it was sold as, you know, this thriller. So I was like, OK, yeah, why not? Let's let's go and um, check this out. Um, so 
I went to um, I met up with my friend Mohammed and we went to the BFI. I didn't realise that yeah, it was an, the actual actual premiere. So there's the red carpet. Everyone was pulling up. It was just bananas. Everyone's out there, just like what you know, watching all this craziness happen. Um, so go in. Um, yeah, the place was cake, you know what I mean, every seat just sold out, it was just crazy, and Paul Fig, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively did a little Q&A at the beginning, which was fun, you know what I mean, everyone was just, you know, on, on top, top of their game, it was just, it was very humorous, it was, yeah, it was fun, you know, they gave a little insight to their feelings on the film and everything like that, so, you know, it was a bit like, okay, so what is this going to be? Like, Paul talked and was like, you know, what he was looking to make, like an old school thriller. Um, so, yeah, you know, when it started, it was like, um, oh, so what is this going to be like? You know, like, how, how, how this be? Is this going to be fun? What, what, what's happening here? Um, and it was just from the very beginning, you're, you're thrown into this kind of, into this world, and, you know, like, Anna Kendrick's character is just, like, just crazy hyper, just wanting to please everyone, you know, like, you know, she's a little bit ostracised from the other people in the place, where she's living, like, she makes friends with Blake Lively, who is this kind of uber stylish, just, you know, like, a woman that a lot of people would put on a pedestal and admire for her, like, dress sense, her, her the way she carries herself, but she's, like, one of these people that don't take any shit, you know what I mean, you don't, you look her the wrong way, don't talk to her in the wrong way, you know, it's all this, but they strike up this friendship, and you are really sold on everything that is happening here, you know, just, yeah, but, like, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively have put on some of their best performances in this film, I feel, it, it, they were just tremendous. They were so good. Um, yeah, you you really bought into their characters. Like at every point in the film, you bought into the characters. You know, it was a very interesting device that was used at the beginning of the film to kind of fill in the blanks, let you know where you are, bring you up to speed. So basically. Um, they use a vlog and yeah and and it's a re I think it's a really good device because it it brings you up to speed on kind of this perspective of what's been happening so maybe not necessarily exactly what's been happening but the perspective of what's been happening and then it also gives you an insight into one of the characters who's doing the vlog so you're like, oh, okay, you're like that, right. 
So, yeah, it was a great device. It was really, yeah, ingenious the way they did that. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, as the film went on, you know, there is so many twists in this film. But you're not, like, with some things, and they put in the twist and the twist. Like, I have to say, um, oh, shit, what was the film that I watched? Okay, right, so I remember watching, um, gosh, Red Sparrow, yes, Red Sparrow at the beginning of the year, and they they wanted to put in all, like, these twists, but you didn't really buy the twists, it was just like, oh, they're just kind of correcting the story here. You know, it was an enjoyable film and all, but it was just like the twist didn't really work in that thriller sense, you know? Um, and yeah, like some films, you know, the, you don't buy the twist. You're just a bit like, ugh, that, that just seemed a bit lazy. Like I remember watching Atomic Blonde and, you know, they put these twists in, but it's just like, it doesn't mesh with the film. What you're now seeing with, with this twist, that doesn't work with the narrative that you've been selling, you know. But these twists in um, A Simple Favour, they just, they really work. You're like, oh, god damn. Whoa, I didn't see that. Like, there's one thing, and you think, I think you're, you're suspecting one thing at the beginning. You're, you're, so you're suspecting, you're thinking, okay, I, I think I know. Yeah, okay, I think I know where this is going. And then it kind of flips a little, and you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that. I thought they were just going to, oh, and then it moves along and along, and then they flip you again, and you're like, what is going on here? Who do I trust? Like, who am I buying into? I don't know. Ah. And, um, yeah, it's just, done, it's just done really well. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I have to say, like, Henry Golding, um, like, I think in... Um, Oh, crazy rich agents. He his character works because he's kind of aloof. He he's kind of this rich, oblivious, aloof guy, um, and and so he works in that role. Um, now in this, I did wonder. I was like, hmm, okay, is he? Because I wouldn't say his acting is wooden, but it's a bit, it's slightly disjointed to Kendrick and Lively. But I think as the film goes on, you definitely buy into him more. Uh, and so, you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, okay, cool. No, I, yeah, I, I buy into this dude. Yeah, I, I kind of see it. Yeah, I see why he would be like that. So yeah, you definitely buy into it, but um, yeah, I think from from beginning to the end, you are thoroughly engaged with this film, and 
I have to say, it's up there with, with, with some of the best films I've seen this year. Yeah, I have to say, it is definitely up there as one of the best films I've seen this year. And going in, I did not expect that one little bit, you know. Like, I've enjoyed the work of Paul Fig. you know, going back these years. You know, like, he was in, involved with Freaks and Geeks. And I love that show. I think, I think it's very underrated, but it's just a great show. So, yeah, you know, he was involved in that. He's done been involved with like producing and directing arrested development like 30 rock nurse betty weeds mad men parks and rec um the american office of course everyone knows him from bridesmaids the heat spy you know all extremely good tv and films like yes he, he hit, uh, you know, you, you could say he he hit a, a, a stumble with Ghostbusters. You know, that wasn't as good as it should have been. But you can give him a buy for that. You know what I mean? And whatever he lost with that film, he, I'd say he makes it back and then some with a simple favour. He is in credit now because it's so enjoyable. Now, the film, come like, it's out in America. So you guys, I know you guys have probably seen it, hopefully. If you haven't, get your ass to the cinema and see it. In the UK, my UK peoples, it's out this Friday. And I would say you need to see this film. Like, go to the cinema. If you do not enjoy it, I'd say you can get your money back, but I ain't that rich, so boom, I can't make that promise. But, you know, that's life, people. But you know what? When have I ever let you down, huh? How many times have you seen a film that I've recommended? You've watched some TV I've recommended and you've been... God damn it, K-Money was on point with this. You know what I mean? Polar Funk knows what the fuck he is talking about. No wonder they called him Trauma 1 because he takes it straight to the dome. Yes. Boom. So people, go see a simple favour. It You will not be let down. But, um, yeah, it was a, a really fun night at the BFI. Um, and when we left the fit, like, so they gave us free water. I mean, that might not seem a lot, but, hey, I mean, it's a nice little touch. So there was a free bottle of water. And when we left, they were giving out these donuts. I'm not a donut person, you know. Like, when I was at uni, I, I like, one of, my, one of the jobs I had, um, I worked in the baker's at um, Sainsbury's. Now, you know, when, when I, I, you know, they, they call it a baker, it's more of a warmer-upper, a warmer-upper, that's basically what it was, because everything would come frozen, and you just put it in the oven to heat it up, just so they had that smell of freshly cooked shit floating around the shop, 
But one of the things was you you had to do the donuts. So you had these frozen donuts and you put them on this big rack kind of thing, so many different levels, and then you lowered it into like their deep fat fryer thing. And when you like you so be in and then you bring it up and it's just dripping with fat. Just all this fat just dripping off And you take the donuts off And then this tray's just left Just with this congealed fat on Until the next time And so after that I was just like I can't eat donuts again I'm just I can't do it So this year My boy Peter convinced me And I tried like Crosstown's donuts And they're like sourdough donuts And they were good They were tasty But the donuts that were given out at the BFI last night, um, after the, 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 the film, oh my god, they, they were lemon donuts, and they were probably the best donut I have ever had, it was so good, it was so damn good, so hats off to the BFI, fun last night, like, me and, me and Mohammed, we went for drinks afterwards. There's a lot of guanas on a Monday. Happy hour all day. Yay, yay. And so, yeah, we do, we just hit some drinks, talked about the film. Hey, it was just fun last night. So, thoroughly enjoyed it. The film was fantastic. It's a must-watch, people. So, go check that out. You heard it here first. So this week, you know, there's been a lot going on So again, it was, I've only done one book this week But it was another long book Basically, it's, you know, it's a 24, it was 24 hours Um, So yeah, you know, it was was a long listen Um, But yeah, it, it, it was a good book It was by Larry Correa um, I think that's Korea, C O R R E I A, um, and the book was called Monster Hunter International. It was the first book in a series of six, and then there's three ancillary books. Um, so this is the um the gist of the story. Okay, so. Welcome to Monster Hunter International. Five days after Owen's Astavia Pit pushed his insufferable boss out of a 14th story window, he woke up in the hospital with a scarred face, an unbelievable memory and a job offer. It turns out that monsters are real. All the things from myth, legend and B-movies are out there, waiting in the shadows. Officially secret Some of them are evil And some are just hungry On the other side Are the people who kill monsters for a living Monster Hunter International Is the premier Eradication company in the business And now Owen is their newest recruit It's actually a pretty sweet gig Except for one little problem An ancient entity known as the Cursed One Has returned to settle a centuries old vendetta 
Should the curse one succeed, it means the end of the world, and MHI is the only thing standing in his way. With the clock ticking towards Armageddon, Owen finds himself trapped between legions of undead minions, belligerent federal agents, a cryptic ghost who has taken up residence inside his head, and the cursed family of the woman he loves. Business is good. Welcome to Monsters Hunter International. So that is the gist. And you read that and you're kind of like, okay, interesting. This could be a fun book. And you know what? You would be damn straight right. This was a really enjoyable read. I there's sometimes, you know, you pick up a book like this and it's just, uh, it's just generic. It's like badly written. It's very ham-fisted. You know, it, it's basically been churned out after the success of Twilight. And so there's all these kind of like, you know, people falling in love with these monsters and all this like, ugh, just hammed up unbelievable really badly put together prose but this isn't that now what this is is something a little different you know there's a little bit of a twist put on some of the age-old monsters that we've read about hundreds of times so that made it very enticing, you know, it wasn't just the same old fare, it was, you know, like, think about the first time you saw something like Girl With All The, um, Girl With All The Clues, um, or, uh, 12 Days Later, I think I messed up both of those titles, but hopefully you get what I'm talking Yeah, this is the 16th episode. You know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't always put my words together, right? But you get the gist, right? So, Girl With All The Gifts. Boom. That's the name. It was a, If you haven't read the book, you need to read that book. It's by Mike Carey, and it's fantastic. They made a little indie film out of it, which, again, is very fantastic. Um, starring Gemma Atherton. But, side note, I digest... Um, let's get back to this. So yeah, with those books, there was a, a different twist on the whole zombie kind of um, troupe. You know, it wasn't just the, the, the age old rambling zombie. You had walking fast zombies, you had smart zombies. You know, it was very interesting. It made the books a little unique in a, a, a you know a sea of generic zombie books and monster hunter international you know maybe not as well written as girl with all the gifts but a, it is a book with a slightly unique twist on the age old troops and that makes it an engaging read there are times when, you know, like there's a little deuce machina and you're just like, 
you know, people are penned into a corner and then suddenly, boom, 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 everyone escapes. And you're like, oh, man, come on. But you give it a pass because up until that point, it's been so interesting. It's been so engaging. It's kind of fast paced. So you're not, it's like boom, 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 boom. Just moving along, moving along, moving along. So you get a little cheese thrown at you and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to give you a pass because this is enjoyable. And that was the fun thing about this book. You know, it's, it was as I said, look, it's t- it was a 24-hour listen, so I'm imagining that's a thick old book, you know, but it's in, it was enjoyable, man, you know, like, and, and, you know, a, a problem sometimes you get when there's a lot of characters in a book, everyone has the same voice, and one of the things with this, like, the core characters all, all did have different voices, so that was good you know, and you didn't have some of those predictable things happening in, in, in stories, you know what I mean, like the black guy didn't die straight away, you know what I mean, the woman isn't just needing saving all the time, so yeah, it was interesting, it was fun, um, and there are little twists in it that you're like, oh, okay, I was thinking, bum, 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 but yo, you threw it, bum, bum, bah, okay, cool, interesting, so yeah, there's a little fun twist in there, uh, so, you know, the, the, you, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, man, like, yeah, there's a little bit of a cheesy romance in it that, you know, normally would just turn me off, but again, the book has built up so much credit with the story to that point that I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to let you go, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a pass, man, so, yeah, once you get to the end, you're like, enjoyable, very enjoyable, you know, that, now, this could, this would be fine if it was just a one and done book, because essentially, Everything is covered in this one story, but they're monster hunters, so you know it, it's kind of fair enough to think, all right, there's going to be more in this series, and you know you're you're kind of sold on these characters in this first book, so you know what I'm gonna check out the other books because yeah, I enjoyed this, so I'm going to pick up book number two, and see where the hell this little journey takes me, you know, so if you are into monster books, you know, zombies, werewolves, wraiths, you know, ghosts, all that kind of thing, this could be for you, if you enjoyed, like, B-movies, hey, this will could well be for you, you know, things like the, uh, the Walking Dead, the Evil Dead, uh, you know, the Ray Mar- Romaro films, yeah, I would say pick up Monster International by Larry Carrera and um, have yourself a little monster fun, so yeah, that was this week's book. So, I, I, 
you know, I don't know if people remember. I hope you do. I hope people are listening and staying up to date with all of this. But, like, you know, last week I talked about the fact that, you know, I was trying um, some TED Talks to, um, you know, rekindle the positivity. So I'm, So it was something called 10 Days of Positive Thinking. Um... And yeah, so like at first, I thought they were giving you a, a, a there was a choice of a load of pod, no, but there's only ten, so you don't have it. There's no choice here. You like you you can only do these ten, which I do think is a bit poor. I mean, I I, I would have thought they'd give you a, a good selection, and you pick the ten that kind of speak to you, speak to what you're thinking at the moment. You know what I mean? That 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 kind of key into your current need right now. But yeah, these ones are just all over the place. So, um. Like me and my friend, we started off with this is I think this is how we did it. There was a video call from Ingrid Fatel Lee called Where Joy Hides and How to Find It. So we did that. Then I believe we did a kinder, gentler philosophy on success from Alan de Botton. Um then there was um, less stuff, more happiness from Graham Hill. Then how I made friends with reality from Emily Levine. Um, then why you should make useless things. Um, what makes oh sorry why you should make useless things from Simone. Gertes then what makes a good life lessons from the longest study on happiness from Robert Wallander um then we did why we all need to practice emotional first aid by Guy Winch then there's more to life than being happily from Emily Ishma Smith um, and then Why We Laugh from Sophie Scott um, there's one more left um, which is how I turn negative online comments into positive positive offline conversations from Dylan Maron um, and frankly that really needs to be a fantastic talk because to be honest these videos really they have not done anything to kind of spark any kind of positive thinking you know these just seem to be people grandstanding and talking about their own bullshit, like, I, you know, the one, I think the one that was most interesting was, there's more to life than being happy, 
um, from Emily Eshker-Smith. Um, I think that was probably the best one I feel. Like, a kind of gentler philosophy of success from Alain de Botton wasn't... Um, that was all right. That wasn't too bad. Um, but, yeah, the other stuff... The other videos, they really didn't do anything. They didn't... I, I, I don't know. I think if you were maybe looking to start a business... These videos could be the trick for that. They could give you that inspiration to do that. But otherwise, I do not feel these are, you know, basically what what they're saying on the tin. You know what I mean? An a fun, uplifting challenge, you know. For the next 10 days, watch one TED Talk from this list to shift yourself into a life of positive thinking. No, the videos don't do that. You know, they don't do that at all. I, I, so I, I tell you what has been interesting. So, the, you know, I mean, the, the last, I don't know, maybe month. I've been um like one of my friends she's you know she you know, she's moved abroad she's working abroad and um you know I I I've, I've been sending her like music videos in the morning so she wakes up to a fun track you know a fun track just a fun way to start the day and to be like yes let's get with it you know what I mean and that has done more than this, because you know, I mean, I'm 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 going through my like musical lexicon, thinking of fun old tracks, you know, tracks that were a little bit obscure, tracks that maybe she doesn't know, um, or probably hasn't heard in a while, and it's just like you go down that rabbit hole, you know. So you're listening to music, you're listening to this fun stuff, and you're like. Oh my god, I haven't heard that for ages. So you start like dancing around the living room. Yeah. Yes. That's what I said. Dancing around the living room, people. And you you know what I mean? Whatever you're thinking right now, what you need to be thinking is some fly ass moves happening in my living room. Because that's what's going down. Yeah. There's no you know there's no dad dancing. Trust me. It's some fly-ass moves because, yo, your boy K-Nice knows how to get down, for real. And I'm not just saying that. Look, if we went to a nightclub, you would, you would see. But that's probably not going to happen, is it? Right? Ah, yes. But, um, yeah, that, that's been a lot of fun, man. There's, like, some old, yo, I was jamming to some Nelly Furtada the other day. And I hadn't listened to any Nelly Furtada in a good-ass while. So, yo, that was fun as hell, man. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, to be, you know what I mean, to be honest, you know what I mean? I'm weird. So... Maybe other people are going to get more out of these videos. So I'm not saying don't check them out. You know what I mean? This could be a very good challenge for other people. But for me, eh, it didn't really do it. 
you know what you know it's been listening to old music and yo just talking to some of my peoples like yo one of my friends just sweet as hell she hit me up the other day i just out of the blue i got i got a message from her saying yo I've been loving the podcast. It's just been cheering me up. And I was just like, you know what I mean? It wasn't solicited. It was just out of the blue. It was just a random thing. And that was just like so nice. You know what I mean? Just so nice to hear. Just like, oh shit. Someone's like, yo, she's listening. That's nice. That's cool, man. And you know what I mean? So it's like things like that that you know, get you, that kind of change your outlook on things, you know, I had a fun first date the other week, yo, it, it was cool, you know what I mean, it's just like, yo, when you're, when you're, you know what I mean, you're, you're, you're doing this whole online dating palaver, and it's insane, people are lying, like, people are just crazy, like, you'll start a conversation with someone, and they disappear, you know what I mean? It's like you might arrange a date and someone then just doesn't get back in touch. It's insane. Like, manners go out the window. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When you do, like, think about meeting up with someone, sometimes you're a bit like, meh. Well, you know what I mean? What's going to go down here? But, yo, this was... It was, was one of those things where you 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 kind of talk with someone and you just hit it off, you know what I mean? You It's just great, fun conversations. So, yeah, that was cool, man. That was cool. So, you know, I think we're, we're planning a second date, which is, which is pretty live, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, just looking, looking forward to that. Um, but... Yeah, you know, but then, but then, yo, some other craziness. So you know, what I mean, I've been like thinking of ways that you know the things I can put in place to make this an even funner podcast. So I was looking for a studio, man. I'm I'm just been like hitting up so many people to like, yo, have you got a studio? What's going down? Anything that I can use? And it's just. Yeah, it's just, it's been a slog, but I talked to, um, you know, I talked to uh, a cat the other day, and um, I think we've got something sorted out, so, you know what I mean, pretty shortly, yo, once I just get some financing sorted, yo, this will be popping off in a proper studio, yo, so the la- the sound will be better, we can start with some jingles, proper jingles and shit, maybe a theme tune, you know what I mean, but it will be a, a crisper experience, you know what I mean, we'll be able to get some proper interviews popping off, and it'll be fun, so that was good, and yes, there, there's something else, I got some amazing news today, um, which I'm not going to divulge yet, you know what I mean, I, I'm I'm just kind of in the process of, of like, just, it's finalised and all, but I'm just trying to, I just need to take a look at the whole offer and everything, um, uh, you know what I mean, um, and then I can drop the news, but, um, yo, it's going to be fun, man, it's, it's just like, Woo! You know what I mean? I'm just going to be able to elevate with some great content soon, which is 
incredible. And it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know what I mean, where you just slog away, you know what I mean, you have an idea and you're just thinking, all right, let, let's try and put this into play, you know what I mean, and, it, and you're just learning on the job, you're just like, because... I know, look, no one has to say it because I know the sound quality in the first few episodes was a bit all over the place. I realised that, you know what I mean? I wish it was better, but it was just one of those things. It's getting used to levels and everything like that, you know, it's all a thing. But as I as I said out the gate, man, it, it's about learning on the job. So you you know I mean you're putting in the work, and and you're and you're trying. You're like every week you're you're try you're you're thinking, all right, what's gonna be some fun content? What are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna do here? So you're looking for things. You're grinding. You're grinding. You're grinding. And it's just you. You know what I mean? Um, but. You're you're just like yo. If if I do this, maybe I can make this work. Maybe I can do that. So you hit people up. You hit people up. You try and get some things popping off, and then shit pops off. And it's just like yo. You know what I mean? I made this shit work. You know what I mean? I'm I'm taking it. I'm able to elevate things to the next level. You know. So yeah. I you know what I mean? I, I might. I'm probably gonna drop drop it all next week, but yeah, it was it was it was good, man, and it, and it's just gonna mean yo, we're gonna have some fun ass episodes, and probably, you know, what I mean, we might go to um, more than one a week in October. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess that's a little hint. I mean, some of you might be guessing. Um, but yeah, come October, we may be throwing in a few bonus episodes each week for a minute. Um, so that's going to be fun as hell, man. That's going to be fun. So yeah, you know what I mean? We're, we're, basically, we were done this episode. But remember, um, all my UK peoples... If you know I mean you're busy, you're busy, you, you don't know what to cook each night, it's just you know, you end up eating pot noodles, chips, just bullshit like that. Yo, you know what you need in your life? You need some hello fresh, son. You know what I mean? I've been popping off this shit for a year and hey, it's been ridiculous, the meals are so flavoursome, like, it's, you know, I can't cook for one, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm just, I end up with huge ass portions, my freezer gets just crammed with, like, boxes of food that I'm freezing, you know what I mean, it's insane, it's insane, it's crazy, um, maybe other people are able to, you know what I mean, uh, perform their measurements better, but I'm just ridiculous at it. So doing the Hello Fresh, it meant that I'm getting exactly the right amount of ingredients. There's no waste, and you know what I mean. I'm, I'm so you get three meals in a box, but the portions are great. So I'm getting enough for each out of each meal, two main meals and a lunch. You know what I mean? So I've got six meals, 
for the week, which is ridiculously good. You know what I mean? So I, I, I've, I've got all my main meals covered, and I've got, um, you know, I've got lunch as well for a few days. So that, that that's the thing. It's like, look, you can do a vegetarian box, or you can just do a normal box, or if you've got a family, you can do a family box, people. They do express meals. So, like, things to cook in 20 minutes, things to cook in 10 minutes. It's great. And the thing is, like, when I started, it was a bit rigid. Now, before the the, the cutoff at midnight on Wednesday, you can go in and rejig the meals that are going to be in your box. So if you if you get a vegetarian box and you think, you know what, actually, I fancy some fish this week. Yo, that's what you do. You can go in, you do a little altar, and you can get yourself some fish that week. Or you go, you know what, hey, that pork dish, that chicken dish, yo, they look fire. I'm going to have some of that. You just jig it and you get that. It's really good and flexible. So if that entices you, if you think, I would like some of that, yo, all of this month, I'm giving away boxes, people. So as I said, look, if you're in the UK, hit me up, send me a tweet, write me a comment on Instagram, or, you know what I mean, drop me a message via the Anchor app. And you get yourself a free box. It's as simple as that. I'm not asking you to retweet a stupid message. None of that ridiculousness, man. All you need to say is, yo, I would like to try some freshness. Hey, and you get the hookup. Boom. You can't ask for better than that, right? Right? Okay. So, you know what I mean? We are done for the week. You know what I mean? So everyone, have fun. Look for things to do. Hang out with your peoples. Yo, just enjoy yourself. And I'll be back next week, episode 17, to drop more flavor into your dome. And yo, if you've got a minute, hey. It'd be awesome to get a little rating, something like that on iTunes. Alright, people. Peace.